0: This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Leanne Bach, who is sitting mere feet from us right now, Chris.
1: She's been so wonderful to sponsor this podcast for over a year now, or going on a year, somewhere around there. Um, And finally have her in the studio. She wanted to see this vast empire that (laughs) we have here. Yeah. So uh, great to have her here. You have big news. You've just moved.
2: I did. I did. I made a, a transition. Nothing has changed about me. For my service to my clients, but I made a move to a company who I just feel is um, a lot more involved in the community, uh, which I am, and they just kind of support, or they really support a lot of the beliefs that I have, and um, we give back to the community. And it just—it's just—it's living room real estate, so it is what it sounds like. All of our offices have um, a living room. In the middle of some cool neighborhood in Portland, and at the coast, I there's see, I one next to you, right?
1: Yeah, my my <laughs> old landlord was the guy out there, Hans. Oh, yeah, okay. So, and they're all, they do really well out there. It's it's a pleasure to see them, and their marketing is fantastic. It, so it, I think you got some yes. good support.
2: Yeah, and we're we're Nord agents, so I really respect my my peers and. We may, we, we're we a good set. <laughs>
1: and so the reason that Leigh has sponsored this podcast is because she's into the food scene. Yeah. And a lot. You know,
2: I know your listeners are not going to listen to you to listen to me, but they're my my friends. So many of my friends are in the food business, whether they're making booze, wine, beer, serving, they're sommeliers. Um, and a lot of them have made up my clientele over the years, so... I just figured if that's my peer group, then why not support that and support your show? Because I love listening to you guys.
1: We we appreciate that. It's been meant the
0: world to us. So to link up with Leanne, you just go to livingroomre.com. That's livingroomre.com. Right. And you can uh, link up that way or just go to rightatthefork.com and click on Leanne's picture. (laughs) It is time once again, and we're actually getting it in, Chris, by the skin of our teeth, because it's the last day of July. Wow. So but, uh, we're, we're getting the- well, it's
1: more comprehensive, though. Yeah,
0: the, the Gary restaurant update for July 2017. He's on the line with us, Gary the Foodie. And uh, if you've been looking at either Gary's Instagram account or the Right at the Fork Instagram account- Which you, is Food Podcast PDX. Exactly right. You've been a very busy man.
1: Yeah, really. <laughs> I, Gary, I get notifications every time you post- and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of dishes on there.
3: Yeah, yeah, going out a lot.
1: Yeah, uh, do you think you've been going out more than you used than you were, say, a year ago? It seems like you've been uh, really yeah, amping it up.
3: Yeah, the last couple of months has been really, really busy, and I've got something planned maybe for Friday, like an all day restaurant. <sighs> I have two, I about it, you're, you're you're thinking exhausted about it. You're Seven thirty, seven thirty until like seven and well 738 o'clock in the morning until like midnight I don't know I'm thinking about it oh I shit just started planning in my, my, my in my mind
1: and when is that this coming Friday?
3: Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. All right. So check out but. our... I'm
1: hoping you'll post that on Food Podcast PDX. Check it out and go back a little bit because, Gary, But if it's Friday and then this this streams on Monday, Monday. there will be already 70 dishes yeah, between Friday we'll, and Monday. We'll know I don't, if it no, There won't be 70. There will not I'm, be 70. Gary, I'm just <laughs> exaggerating. But you have to go back a little bit to get to Friday if he did post it. So uh, we'll do that. So, Gary, uh, once again, um, talk to us a little bit about... Um, what you like to do? What who? What you are trying to expose for people, and what you're not trying to do?
3: Okay, I just want to. You know, first of all, I want to thank all the listeners. The few listeners that gave me feedback over last month's opening opening comment. Um, it's been all positive, and I want to read. But I want to now. I want to talk about the fact that I, I'm not a critic. I, I, I'm just a guy who eats out. So, That's what so, I say to I people.
1: The, Everybody calls yeah. me a critic. I'm the f- last thing I am as a critic.
3: And I'm, I'm not I'm not getting paid for this podcast. No publication is paying for my meals. I'm you haven't gotten a, the
1: checks? You haven't been getting. I, Sorry, you haven't been man,
3: I got lost in the mail. <laughs> I, I'm not getting a promotion or an award if you like my recommendations. or If you dislike my recommendations, I do this because this is fun for me. And many of the restaurants I go to are very, very new. Sometimes I only go once and have just a few dishes before coming on to RATF, and talking about a restaurant. I usually mention specific dishes. There are some restaurants that I really can't recommend overall or they're so new, but, I, but I, you know, there'll be specific dishes that I that are enjoyable, that I like. And what I may like, obviously, you may not like. You, the listener, may not like. Right. I try to stay away from being overly negative on Portland restaurants. Um, and, I you know, I do believe that my opinions, you know, I, I don't know, sometimes I think they have less gravitas because uh, one of the Attributes like because I'm a person of color, maybe not. I think in some circles I maybe look down upon. Like, think it, Maybe people think of me like a second or third class citizen. But you know what? I don't really <laughs> care. You know, I try. To, yeah, maybe my life would be easier. Maybe this would be easier if I were white, but I'm not. I mean, I try to scrub my skin, but the yellow still remains. Sorry about that. I, to
1: me, that has nothing to do with it. I, I find you entertaining, and I think, hey, we're in a food city, and you're a guy who really is not You've immersed yourself into it. There are a lot of people who do who are immersed into it, but no one's really immersed the way you are. So, and, uh... and but,
3: you know, but it's always hard because I'm, you know, I always try try to fight for respect and relevance. And you know, I think my voice matters. I think you know, I, I guess everyone's voice kind of, sort of, everyone's voice matters. And maybe I'm only a person, only person in the world who believes that. But you know, one day maybe I'll just get so tired I'll walk away from all this. But until then, I'm here. I was no, going to say,
1: I don't remember the month, but I think January and February, you were ready to do that, and you didn't, yeah, so we're, we're glad you didn't, but it may happen someday. And th- th- you know what? You may come to a place where you look at this and say, I don't want to eat for a little while and post, yeah. so that's okay. Yeah. I feel that way. Sometimes, I'll tell you the truth, I get tired of looking at food on, on, um, on Instagram, uh, and then sometimes I love it. It's just a matter of the mood you're in, so... Um, but we appreciate that you're doing it, and I don't think anybody should take this as you're in. Yeah, well, yeah, you're endorsing certain restaurants that people should go. Um, but I don't think, yeah, you're not a critic per se, and even critics, I often wonder what business they have telling us where to go and where not to go.
3: Other than that being the job, but okay, I yeah. know, This this is not my job, so I just do it for fun. Right. Uh, I, I, we we and now on to the podcast. We, you and I went to. And Joy went to one of the new pop-ups. I guess it's, it's a pop-up that's been around, but now Mian yeah. is has a, they're doing a pop-up Wednesday through Sunday in or on the Renata parking lot. Um, yeah, that, the so, dump,
1: their dumplings were some of the best dumplings I've ever had. I will say I, that. They,
3: were, they were delicious. Right. I love the I, rice noodle bowl with pork.
1: Right and, and the, the clam dish, whatever we had, what was ba- clam? dish? bacon,
3: the bacon and clam fried rice, which was very good too.
1: Yeah, oh, it's great to have you around because I don't remember these things so well, but you had it, you had it dialed in.
3: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Mian the pop up Renata. It's just, it's, I and Dave's great with the cocktails. How about and a, a cocktail co-chu.
1: served in a, a cocktail served in a Chinese to go box?
3: Right, that was and, cool. And he's going
1: to do a few sojus, which he used to do at Rainbow Ring too. Cool. Well, I that, to go back. That was very nice.
3: And what else do you want to talk about, Chris?
1: Well, I was going to say, after we did that, given that we were with you, I really enjoyed going over to Renata for their happy hour happy hour, and having a margarita pizza that you treated us to. Not only are you not getting paid, you're treating us to pizza. So, $7. Yeah, seven whole bucks. It was really good. And then... Um, and then Matthew brought us over, you were gone at that point, um, but Joy, she brought, he brought us over a really beautiful um, pasta dish. It was some sort of ravioli, actually. actually. It was really good. Um, but yeah, where else uh, have I gone? I was going to mention uh, South Fork, over where Patrick McKee is now, in the old smallware space. Um, really beautiful I had uh, some dishes I really enjoyed there. One was kind of a ham and asparagus together. Really good. And uh, I like that. We're going to actually have a PFA there in the end of October. Um But, you know, I think Patrick's one of the, our more talented chefs. He worked under Vitaly Paley for 10 years or more. And, uh, and he's happy to be doing his own thing with some really nice people over there. So uh, there's that, and I'm going to let you continue because uh, I didn't – there. other than La Ruta, which uh, I had good fortune to go to the um, the big dinner on Saturday there where we had some Spanish chefs, um, and I ate some, some great food, and my chef-in-the-garden dinner last night with uh, Pat Manning from Toro Bravo, one of the best outdoor meals I've ever had, and I highly recommend going to the chef-in-the-garden, and I've always said – Plate and pitchfork dinners as well. Anything outside in Oregon in the summer is um, is a great food experience. So, and I know Court, you went to one of the La Ruta dinners as well.
0: Yeah, I went to one that was at uh, Bar Casavale, and I'm trying to think of the chef's name. You know his name.
1: What you met him? Uh, yeah, Juanjo. From, Juanjo. Yeah. yeah from uh, from Madrid. Yeah. So you're not gonna. You have to go to Madrid to have his food. But... You do,
0: and and after eating it, I. Really want to. He made this tomato dish, and I don't like tomatoes. And I would go to I would go to Spain for those tomatoes.
1: Yeah. Well, he's great. He's probably going to be back. So stay tuned for. Yeah. Gary, did you get to the La Ruta festival at all in July? No,
0: I did not. Nope. Okay.
1: Well, they're probably. I know the the Gorums are not going to not do that again next yeah. year. So. Okay. Stay tuned for that. Um, and uh, those that's mine unless something else comes to mind offhand. But um, uh, that's it for me. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I went to the and you did too. The, uh, now that Paiche is open in the morning from 7 to noon uh-huh. um, I had some of his uh, empanadas and some of the little potato things that he's creating over there which are magical um, it's a shame for many of us that he's not open for dinner and doing his ceviches and, but he does have delicious food over on Corbett with some coffee uh, on weekday mornings and I know you finally got there did you yeah. ever get there for dinner?
3: No, I did not. Well, he'll be doing some pop
1: ups, so, uh, so yeah, so we'll see those. So those are those are mine, not not as interesting. Well, they're interesting, but not as plentiful as yours.
3: Well, one of my favorite new—it's not really a restaurant that's opened this year. It's more of a coffee house. My favorite coffee house that's opened in Portland in years, and it's called Proud Mary on Northeast Alberta. And here's the deal with Proud Mary: Nolan Hurt is the owner. He's from Melbourne, Australia. Has one coffee location in Melbourne. Instead of opening up multiple locations in Australia, he decided for a reason to come to Portland, Oregon. And he, 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 there's something about Portland that he fancied. He said, "Well, there there are places like Proud Mary, more other places, other coffee places like Proud Mary in Australia. There's nothing like Proud Mary here in Portland, which is true."
1: And what makes it Uh, different? What makes it so?
3: Well, actually, it's it's the food is he has an extensive Menu. When it comes to the food, I've had five or six of his dishes. They're incredibly beautiful plating, like restaurant, high quality restaurant plating. The food in general is pretty good. Brannan Bostock. I've had the ox tongue dish. I've had a potato hash dish, multiple dishes, and overall, they're they're great. For if you think of it as like a coffee shop, they're outstanding. As a restaurant, it, it, it they're, they're super solid. They're, they're not cheap. They probably range I mean, the average price for a dish at proud Mary. they close at around three or four in the afternoon. It's about fifteen, sixteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Isn't for breakfast. Right. And the build the build out is absolutely gorgeous. I don't know what they spend, but here it is, they did an outstanding job on that build out. And the coffee, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not much of a co- I'm not a coffee aficionado. But I've enjoyed the coffee that I've had there. And there's actually like a $10 cup of coffee there.
1: Well, they use, um, they're talking Australian dollars, right? So that's... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't even know what the exchange rate is.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. But that may, pro- that may be the thing. Maybe he hasn't figured out yet. Oh, yeah, American dollars. That's right.
3: No, but go go to Proud Murray. You, you won't be sorry. You told me. And you also <laughs> yeah.
1: told me that he'd be an interesting interview for the podcast.
3: And I think they're going to break big in the United States. Not just in Portland. They're going to... They're gonna break big in the US.
1: You hear you <laughs> heard it here first. Live local late, late breaking.
3: And he's, and he's and Nolan is not gonna be an absentee owner owner. He moved here from Melbourne along with his family. Um, he personally wants to be part of the community. And so his brother, I believe, is running the Proud Mary in Melbourne.
1: Nice. Good find.
3: And let's start with some existing restaurants or bars. Uh Longbond. Everyone's talking about it. I mean, I went to the first Isan menu night. It's on Mondays and Tuesdays, dinner only, and Earl changes up has changed up the potty menu to Isan Kai. Um, Karen Brooks has written about it. Michael wrote about it in depth today.
1: That's Michael Russell of the Oregonian. Yeah, Michael Russell.
3: Monday, July 24th. Go check the Oregonian if you want to read a more in-depth analysis of what's going on. Mondays and Tuesdays at uh, but basically it's it's he, he, he switched to a, like a northern northeastern Thai cuisine um, it's near the it's near Laos so one of the one of my favorite dishes is a, the lobs one of, the, the lobs that he has there it's like a meat salad you can use some sticky rice to scoop up the, the lobs um, so instead of using hands.
1: Do you need a reservation right. for that, or is that uh, no? No
3: reservations. In? you show up. You have to wait in line. Cool. Sleep.
1: How long? Do you, um, how long do you think the line is? And especially after the millions I'm, of right at the fork listeners. Yeah, the line's the thing, I don't worse. know.
3: I, w- I was there <laughs> last Monday at, at, at another event inside Longbond, and I just the line was just ridiculous. Oh, it was okay. so bu- it was so ridiculously busy. I mean, yeah. But Earl's there cooking. Earl's in the kitchen when he's not on the disabled list. But yeah, his wife, golf, she, she's in the kitchen too. So it's kind of fun to see golf and Earl in the kitchen.
1: That's, that's an interesting outlet for further creativity.
3: Yep. And I also went to Castagna 20 plus course vegetarian tasting menu. And this is not something special. Justin did for me. He has this available for the public and, um, it was. It, I, I don't. I hate vegetables in general. And I, well, I don't hate them, but I don't, they're not really my favorite. So it's kind of fun to actually want to do this to see what if he could make me enjoy vegetables. And yes, he did. It's one of my favorite, easily maybe my favorite meal in Portland. Most likely my favorite meal in Portland so far this year.
1: Wow, good. That's, That's Saying a lot, especially since he's preparing something that isn't your favorite.
3: Right, and it's whatever and anyone could ask. I think you have to ask ahead of time. You, 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 he has it available. It's a vegetarian tasting menu. It's a, it's a full twenty plus course tasting menu, and do he you, can do that for do you almost need to all.
1: Let him know when you make the reservation, or is he ready to go yeah. with that if you walk in?
3: I, I no, I think you have to let him know when you make the reservation. Okay. I, I think it takes a little bit of work. Hey, and get... it, the same thing. If you if you're lactose intolerant, if you're vegan, if you're a pescatarian, he he he, he seems to say that he could do he could give the full. Tasting menu experience at Castagna for people who have issues, of which there are many now. Right. Gluten free, whatever.
1: Right, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna use that if you don't mind because I just realized there was another place that I had gone to um, to segue vegan because that's not my thing either. You know, a lot of people were, are not looking for vegan experiences, but our friend who was on episode number five, I think, Jeff Reidebach uh, opened the brick and mortar version of Homegrown Smoker Vegan Barbecue over in St. John's, and I went for lunch the other day and had a his version of a Philly cheese steak. I'm telling you, I would tell anybody to go try this, and it is you know not vegan. You have to try it; it's really well done, and uh, of course a little healthier than a Philly cheese steak. So, Homegrown right. Smoker Barbecue, Gary, we need to go over there sometime for lunch. Okay. It's really good. Where is it? It's St. in St. John? St. John's, yeah, right over the bridge. Not far If oh. you if you walked over the bridge, it's not far from the end of the bridge on the St. John's side.
3: I was just in St. John's last night, actually.
1: Oh, well, next time. And Jeff's a great guy. He's pretty funny. So, uh, okay. But uh, that's another one, and I'm glad you triggered me to remember because I really enjoyed that experience.
3: And I'll start off with, I'll continue on with Villa Sake on Northeast Alberta. They nice. They did remodeled their place. They took the place next door and made it into a cocktail bar area, but it's interconnected. It's it's still connected with the restaurant, which they've had for a while. And they remodeled the restaurant side of it now too. So, so it's just, it's just, it's just um, looks nicer. Um, They just, I mean, and so one nice aspect about Zilla is à la carte. You can order à la carte, which is nice. You don't have to. Spend two hours, hour and a half to spend a lot of money. Not that I'm opposed to spending a lot of money for great um, sushi. But at Zilla, Kate Koo and Sam Saltos are the owners, co-owners. And they do a very nice job on northeast Alberta making quality sushi. And they bring in high-quality product, too, from Japan. And so check them out. Check the daily specials out. And the sake selection is quite extensive. And reportedly, is one of the best sake selections on the West Coast.
1: Oh, fantastic. That's a great one. Thank you. i got to put that on the top of my list. I haven't been to Zilla in probably a year.
3: Uh, next one is XLB. And this is sort of new. I haven't talked about it until now. I love Jasper. She was Jasper Shen was one of the co-owners of Aviary. Um, I went a few times that first week and I realized they <laughs> needed some work then. They were just overwhelmed in that first week and he wasn't expecting it, and the food was not quite ready yet. I returned last month and was quite pleased with the meal. The XL the beads themselves have improved. I, I enjoyed the eggplant and tofu dish, and especially the five spice popcorn sh- chicken dish. The prices are very reasonable, very very reasonable. And it's
1: fast casual. So fast uh, casual. It's yep. yeah, it's very good. I'm glad to hear that you uh, you liked it. I enjoyed it the first time, but. Uh, but uh, it's good to hear that you've had uh, more extensive experience more recently.
3: And speaking of Chinese food, my favorite Chinese food in in Chinese restaurant in Chinese food in P- Portland proper is Duck House near PSU. I know I talked about it before. Uh, I Maybe mean, I love Taste Sichuan in Beaverton, but it's just so effing far away. And I I went to Andrew Mace, who uh, works at Hanok and was the CDC at pigeon, and now is like Peter Cho's number, number two at Hanok. I asked him because he always goes to Duck House. So what should I get? And he gave me some recommendations, and I ordered like the Szechuan cold noodles and the Szechuan pork wontons and chili oil. Uh, there, were, I've gotten the the intestines before there, on another trip. Uh, I enjoy ordering some of the stranger items on the menu. So, go to Duck House. Don't just get orange chicken, which I actually did get well, also last time. It was pretty good, but try some of the more str- – if it looks strange on the menu, get it, and you might like it. Cool. Uh, I went to a couple of brunches that I en- that I thoroughly enjoyed. One is Jacqueline's brunch. It's a very underrated brunch. No wait on Saturday, at least when I went. They do brunch, I think, just Saturdays and Sundays. They used to do brunch during the week, but I don't think they do that anymore. So you might want to check online. But I went on a Saturday. I thoroughly enjoyed the X-Benedict with Dungeness crab and also the smoked trout with um, panko-breaded egg. So Jacqueline is in the old St. Jack's location on Clinton. And um, no, wait.
1: Do they have air conditioning now? I do not know.
3: Yeah. Okay. In, in the morning, I don't yeah, get in It's probably
1: not an issue. That's right. It's yeah, the yeah. afternoons that are a problem.
3: Burgundy, um Brunch, and they are open Tuesday through Sunday they have brunch. Um, again. Once again, at least during the week, I can't imagine this much of a wait. It's a very relaxing place to grab a weekday brunch. Um, I, I would totally recommend the beef bourguignon
1: hash. hash. Oh, it sounds and good. I also,
3: and I also had an enjoyable French toast with blueberry compote. So it's a couple of good brunches where there are there isn't a wait. At least on the day of there wasn't a wait. I don't know what it's like on a Sunday, but two very good brunches. I think. Go under the radar brunches.
1: Gary, I think we should have a monthly weigh in with you just to see, uh, see how much you're well, weighing I, out coming into the episode.
3: Okay, I, I just have one quick thing. <laughs> I did a restaurant crawl, a dive bar restaurant crawl. I went to the Slammer, B side Tavern, My Father's Place, Star Bar, and Hannigan's, which is also called The Burn. Mm-hmm. The crawl was arranged by, by Whole Fast Joel Stocks, and his, I went with Joel, his soon-to-be wife, Emily, and it started out with just the three of us at The Slammer, and by the end of the night, people like Alexandra Quinn joined us, who's the chef at Taste Bud. Carla Labagna joined us halfway through, and we just had just a great time. I got most of the food, I, I mostly went, most of the dive bars we went to, I had a whiskey with a beer back. That's Oh, and very little food at most, of the, uh, no food. Uh, I think except at my father's place, where I had a bu- we had a bunch of food like liver and onions, chili cheese fries. Love the chili cheese fries. Beginning of meatballs at my father's place, and, um, and I also got a second degree burn. But because I there was like, we ordered a lit cocktail that actually spilled on my hand. We started a fire on the table, which Alexandra was trying to get out. But Joel Stocks was the one who said, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just pour beer on it."
1: <laughs> on the fire. Always good to have 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 a, someone in the industry there to figure out the fire problems.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's so good. it was a fun night. Second so degree burns, and for me, minor second degree burns, no big deal.
1: Yeah. Just... Um,
3: yeah. So it was, it was a fun night, had by all. The, That's great. Die bar crawl.
1: Great. Well, I look forward to more of those. Um, to hearing hey. about more of those. Uh, thanks, Gary. Thank you. What do you got You got anything big in store coming up? Don't tell us. We're looking forward no, to no, August update. No, no, I
3: told you. But the big thing, I just thought about it today. I don't know if I'll do it, but I'm thinking about doing an all day, all night. but I don't know. i have actually started. To, I just started working on the list like two hours ago.
1: All right, take notes. We'll hear it in August
4: if yeah. you do it.
3: Okay. Thanks. Thank you.
4: Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupans. unsurpassed quality. From the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland. West Burnside, Southwest McAdam and Lake Oswego. Local and family owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets. Ristretto Roasters. With five locations throughout Portland, Ristretto Roasters offers some of the finest locally roasted coffee in the city with gorgeous environments and service with big smiles. Let Ristretto make your day better with a cup or two of great coffee or beans to go. Portland Food Adventures. Imagine eating your way through Barcelona with Italo's Jose Chesa, or Tuscany with Lardo and Grassa's Rick Giancarelli. Join right at the Fork host Chris Angeles with these great chefs in Europe this fall. Get more information under the blog tab at portlandfoodadventures.com, where you can contact Chris directly. And by Standard TV & Appliance. Standard TV & Appliance offers the largest selection, fast delivery, professional installation, and live kitchens where you can try before you buy. Oregon-based and family-owned, setting the standard since 1947. Standard TV and Appliance is your place for quality Gen Air appliances and more. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Intro music by Arielle Varinis. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at foodpodcastpdx or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com.